And hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, you are truly Ruby Red, wishing everyone a merry motherfucking Monday. And it's Monday, guys. I know Mondays is not the best favorite day for some people. Um, I know here on the East Coast, we have no sunshine, just finished raining. Um, I think the storm name was Henry or something like that, that just like killing our whole weekend weather, but it's a start, guys. Any start is opportunity. Any opportunity is a motherfucking chance, and any chance is a blessing, right? Right. So I wish you guys, I pray for us all to have a great week, a blessed week, a prosperous week, a open week, a week full of love and excitement and opportunities and newness, guys. Newness is healthy. Word. Structure is healthy too. Familiarity is very important. But sometimes new little spice in your life definitely don't hurt. I say. So today, guys, I want to start with the question. My dad put a hard slurp. My coffee hot. I had to warm it up and made it earlier than realized I have no backwards. I have to go run to the store before we only start recording. Because it can't be folded in the backwards without the backwards. All right? Right. Shout out the backwards cigars. And I said, I'm here. I'm high. And I love you. No. But I want to start today off with a question. Um, how do I do this? Okay. I'm always and will continue to always. At least until spirit or higher self guides me differently going to reinforce that we are gods. We are in control. We are masters of ourselves. And we can master ourselves. We should master ourselves. We are the only ones who can master ourselves and our universe. I believe that we have the ability to create and shape our lives as we see fit. So my question to you, for those who have similar ideologies for those who agree if we are our own gods please who is the devil it's a good question that i think we all need to ask especially those of us who consider ourselves to be gods in our own right not of our own universe For me, it was separation of religion that allowed me to realize that I was my own God. And it wasn't like a cocky, oh, God ain't real, so I got to be my own God. No, it was nothing like that. It wasn't nothing like that. Not the final transition. Now, when my son died, I had a lot of issues. Like It was more of, oh, if you real, you going to show yourself to me type shit. Um but my peace, you know, my confidence, the foundation that I built on love, self-love, love, you got to say it like that sometimes. No, but the, the relationship that I established with myself that allowed me to understand and become the divine 
version of myself occur when I realized that I was God when I left religion. And I was never, well, I ain't gonna say never. At one point in time, I really was hard body. I went to mad different churches. Like I was curious. I was always a curious child. And I always was curious about the divine. I've always been connected to spirit and higher self. And because of that, I did. I searched a lot for God. And I'm so glad I found a word. <laughs> but once I accepted that I was God, a part of God, a reflection of God. I don't know, but God in the sense. I had to really ask myself, so who the fuck is this devil that we're always blaming when something goes wrong and life sucks? If I'm in control and all the good things that I aspire to and achieve are results of my hard work, my effort, my love for myself, for my craft, for my peoples. Who the fuck is to blame when shit go wrong? When I fuck up, when shit is just not in harmony, in alignment with my best version of life and self. I was watching a movie the other day. Mm. My dad got my coffee mad good today. Um, I was watching a movie the other day. It's called The Devil. It's an old movie. I think it came out in like 2005, something like that. Um, maybe 15, maybe I'm losing it and it wasn't that, that old, but it's old. So, you know, if you didn't see it already, you probably just didn't want to see it. So there's going to be no spoiler alert needed. But, um, spoiler alert. The movie basically, well, the movie itself wasn't important. It was kind of good, though. It was, um, it was good. I ain't going to get into details. But, um, there's a line in the movie. That's what inspired, um, today's conversation. Because, like I said, in my own transition, I've asked myself this question. I've confronted the demons and devil side of myself. I have learned to understand that it's a part of me and in a sense, learn to love it, learn to respect it, learn to work with it and just be honest with it because I can't do fucking nothing else with it, right? But what caused me to remember this conversation with myself these meditations that i went through and to want to ask you guys your opinion or not really ask you guys your opinion but share this perspective in hopes that you know it will enlighten you and for some maybe reroute the path that you're on, if it's not in alignment with your best versions of life and self. But um, there was a line in the movie that, oh, what did he say exactly? It was a security guard. He was the one who was aware of, you know, what was going on. He was a religious um, man. And he was able to realize that it was the devil 
who had them in the elevator and that it was um, some kind of ritual or ceremony where the devil basically, you know, collects his souls, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, the nigga said, um, it's the lies we tell ourselves that introduces us to him. And when he said it, mind you, I think the movie before, it's not like it was a new movie. I was just watching it um, with my boo or whatever. And, but I don't think I ever paid that line no mind. Not like I paid it mine this weekend. That shit hit me and it hit me hard. It's the lies we tell ourselves that lets them in or that introduces us to him. And as we transition to the, you know, latter part of the episode, I want to focus on that. But first, I want to get back to the concept of the devil. Who is it? What is it? Like, when you ask yourself or when you think of the devil, what comes to mind? For me, acts come to mind, heinous acts, evil acts, things that are so low on a vibrational scale that most people can't process because we don't dip that low to even understand, to even begin to understand how someone can carry out some of the atrocities that occur every day in our existence. We see the devil every day. We see the devil in the news. We read about the devil in the newspaper. Sadly and truth be told, some of us sleep with the devil at night. Some of us look at her in the mirror. Some of us are raising them. Some of us are ignoring them, hoping that if we disconnect ourselves, that, you know, we'll escape the fucking evil that they're just like oozing, right? When we think of the devil, non-religiously, we're not gonna think about the little red nigga with the horns and you know what I'm saying? Fucked up teeth and the pitchfork. Like, we'll be more mature with our concept today. I would say the devil's most known for seduction. In the earliest now, this is the way I'm going to be careful not to get too into religion. But, you know, I have to. Christianity is who made the devil famous. So we don't, you know, at least acknowledge the Christian concept. We're going to be missing a whole big point. But the earliest interaction with the devil and humans is said to be in the garden. It's said to have taken place between the devil and the form of a snake. He seduced Eve. He convinced her. He persuaded her. He changed her course, her version, her best version of life and self, right? He had her go against God's will. 
you're just gonna stop right there. Oh no, add one more part. And because of that, she was damned, right? Kicked out of heaven. Now niggas gotta have menstruations and all these periods and nah. <laughs> Yo, if you let the stories run, I'm telling you, you can find a way to fucking just blame that bitch for everything, pretty much. We really want to, like, no, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. But um, let's just think about that for a second. Persuasion, seduction, the ability to get someone to do something that is clearly wrong. Who has that power in real life, in everyday life? How many people can actually tell you to do something that you know is wrong and you'll do it? How many people can, if you know you're on that greatest path, you're living your best life, right? How many people can actually intervene and throw you off? I want you to honestly think about that because if you find yourself naming people, family, friends, things like that, you have to, I strongly suggest that you do some more self-evaluating because no one should be able to fuck you up. People can help you fuck you up. But people can't really fuck you up. I mean, outside intervention is inevitable. We're always going to mix and mingle with the other gods. But ultimately, someone can't fuck you up. They can kill you and just end your life and now everything is over. But even to handicap, mentally scar you, that's not really stopping you. It might slow you down. It might hinder you. It might make things a little harder, but it's not ending you. It's not the end. So this is what I'm saying. Like, in the biblical story, in a sense, that was Eve's end. She had immortality. She had bliss everlasting fucking happiness. Yeah, man, she had food. Like she had this beautiful GMO, uh, GMO free garden, fucking no pesticides on her food. Like she was living her best life. You really think somebody was able to throw her off? I personally, It's just me. It's not just me, but it is just me. It's just how I think. It's just the role, the position that I'm in on my journey. Partner interruption, y'all. But um, as I was saying, it's just a part of me to acknowledge my wrongs. I'm so animate about acknowledging my rights. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) 
that I can't not acknowledge my wrongs. <coughs> I like to imagine this two-sided coin with God or good positivity on one side and the devil bad negativity and evil on the other and the beautiful thing about this imagery is the fact that in my head the coin never filters it never tips it's never going right or left it's just always balanced and always harmonic and just spinning 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 if we go back to that line from the movie it's the lies we tell ourselves that introduce us to him. Now, we can only analyze the devil within us. Other people's devils, their demonic acts, their heinous acts, we observe them, we judge them. But we really can't fully understand because we've we're not that person. You can know every event in a person's life, but still can't fully put yourself in their shoes because you wasn't going through the processing of it. You know? Your observation was from a different standpoint. The view matters. That's what I'm saying. So if you consider yourself to be a good person, that's a beautiful thing. But even a good person has the ability capability and the possibilities of evil of demonic and devilish acts thoughts behaviors not by other people's standards but by our own so i want i would like and i suggest it works for me for you guys to analyze your own demons, your own devils. What makes you not godlike in your eyes, right? Well, what is godlike to you? For me, godlike is just beauty, it's love, it's fear, it's balance, it's growth, it's expansion, it's understanding, it's consciousness, it's everything including the devilry. We all have qualities that we don't like. We all have thoughts that we, you know, wish we didn't have, feelings that just don't align with who we truly are. I do agree. Mm. My bad. I really do agree with that line. Like I said, it was so powerful. It hit me so differently. It's the lies that we tell ourselves. If the devil is the opposite of God, if our God self is the opposite of our devilishness, our evil, the only way that side can even triumph 
or begin to wreak havoc on our lives is through self-deception. Part in the background noise. I'm opening another backwood. But um, really think about it for a second. What lies do you tell yourself? Or what lies have you told yourself? I, in my past, have told myself a lot of lies that were centered on self-pity. I lied to myself about my value and my worth. And because I told myself these lies, I did become more on the side of devilish. What do I mean by that? I made choices that didn't align with my best version of life and self. Point blank, bottom line. I'm not talking about killing people, raping people, fucking setting puppies on fire. I mean, to not to each his own, but yeah, realistically to each his own. Some One person's heinous acts could be considered humorous to another's. This is not about comparing and contrasting. This is about being honest with yourself. When you stay in alignment, when you're honest with yourself, when you keep your focus on truth, I ain't saying share it with everybody. I ain't saying broadcast it with yourself. When you're honest with yourself, you can't help but do the right thing. If not for anyone else, but for you. And that, and when you're doing things for you that are right, there's never no argument or debate within self. It's the lies we tell ourselves that lets evil in, that lets this deception, that lets negativity, that lets this bad stuff happen, that puts us in the path for this bad stuff to even occur. When you, when you refuse to acknowledge your truth, when you refuse to accept your truth, whatever it is, on any level or version, you open yourself, first of all, you commit yourself to deception and true story i'm not a good liar i'm not gonna say i don't lie i'm not a good liar therefore i try my best not to lie i don't lie often and again it's not because i don't want to tell lies i wish the fuck i could tell lies and get away with them i'm just not a good liar i have very dramatic body responses and even people who don't know me can easily read me I mean, I've learned to love it. Fuck it. I mean, at the end of the day, it keeps me honest. Why am I going to sit and lie? Because all you want to do is be able to call me out anyway. It helped me become compassionate and learn how to tell people the truth without hurting their feelings, without diminishing their character. It's a blessing to me. I used to hate it. It used to be a curse. That was a perception that I had then. But um, because of 
that physical quality. You know, it was always easier to tell myself a lot than to tell others. And mm, once I stopped, once I started just fuck it, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I stopped lying to myself. I stopped filling my head with horrific fantasies and delusions. It really did level up my self-mastery. As well as realign... It was a big part of the realignment on my path to greatness. We're not hurting anyone when we deceive ourselves. No one externally. And you might think you're not physically hurting yourself. Hopefully, you're aware enough to know emotionally or psych or psychologically, emotionally and psychologically, most times, that you are screwing yourself over. That's what I was going to say, and I got sidetracked. One thing I learned about lies, part of the reason why, again, I can't uphold a lie. They have to, you have to keep it. Once you tell a lie... The lie, the lie has life. You gave it energy. It's now materialized. It's a part of the universe. It's out of your head and into the consciousness of someone else. Now it has to be withheld. We see on TV how dramatic it is. You tell one lie and like the whole episode is based on trying to keep up the lie. Gotta tell more lies. Gotta steal. Gotta lie. Sometimes in movies, even gotta catch a body. Hey. It's the same in real life. Maybe not so dramatic, but think about it. You tell yourself a lie. Let's say the lie is, he loves me and we're happy. Now you got to upkeep this lie. Now when you're going through whatever it is you're going through, whether it's abuse, it's neglect, it's um, financial hardship. It's, um, you know, emotionally draining. Now when you're going through this, you kind of got to keep going through it because you done told yourself already that you're in love and you're happy. So how do you go through all this telling yourself that? Oh, you tell yourself that this is just part of being in love and that this is part of happiness. And you keep it going. The next thing you know, you, what, maybe missed out on the opportunities with family, with friends, to travel. Maybe um, you might be homeless now. Maybe you might have gotten left with kids. Maybe you're in a hospital fighting for your life because you done got beat up on. 
in the observer's eyes. In the eyes of the devil, the liar, the self-deceiver. This is everybody else's fault. Oh, I tried to get help or the cops ain't come quick enough. Oh, he did this to me. It's his fault. When in reality, it all began with a lie that you told yourself. Not a lie can't be upheld anymore. Now, reality is shattered. <coughs> if you're a person who prides yourself like I do in telling the truth to others, you know the value of the truth. You know that it's a lot easier to come clean and omit when you fucked up and deal with the consequences and keep your respect and dignity intact while doing so, no matter how bad the situation is. That's another big thing about self-deception, guys. You strip yourself for your own dignity. You compromise your morals every time you lie to yourself. And by doing that, you just go further and further and further off your path. It's the lies we tell ourselves that introduces us to him. Don't meet him. Don't allow the devil to sway you. And when I say the devil, I mean you, your ignorance, your low vibes, your self-loathing, self-pity, unworthiness, feeling like they're a part of you. Acknowledge them, confront them. I mean, thinking back on movies, look what happened, look in every exorcist possession movie. They're confronted. They're confronted. Someone with high faith, high hope, and the connection to God in the movies. They command, they confront, command, and they fucking expel. Exercise your own demons, guys. Come from your God self, from your truth, from your goodness, from your best version of life and self and confront your own bullshit. Exercise it, get it out of your life. Confront the lies. All things come to the light. And realistically, when it comes to the lies we tell ourselves, when it comes to the light, usually it's shattering. Another reason why I tell people, be careful with shadow work. You can really, really, it's so important and so necessary, but it really, really, really needs to be done carefully and with nothing but self-love and gratitude, or it really can be shattering. We lie to ourselves and I feel like the lies I tell myself compared to what I can imagine others tell themselves might not be as dramatic or as life altering. But for me, in my life, the lies I told myself were devastating. And they had no, no 
fucking navigation, near navigation towards my best road of life and self. It was taking me so far. So far and so fast. Again, it was admitting to myself my truths. I wasn't happy. I popped shit about making fucking $23.50 an hour, almost $50 on overtime, mandatory overtime over week. I mean, every week. I popped shit about how fucking proud I am about, I mean, which is true. Everything I was saying in a sense was true. <coughs> but it was a lie in the same token. Yeah, I really was making that much money. Yeah, I was glad to be making that much money. But no, I wasn't because the more money you make when you live out here in New York, the less money you actually have. Taxes was killing me. My rent skyrocketed. I lost fucking um, food stamps. So now everything is coming. Like, I mean, hindsight is 2020. I'm grateful for the level of responsibility and self-worth I was able to establish by having to come out of pocket for everything. Thing said, prescription medications, everything. And I know some people are like, what? But in New York, I mean, when you're poor, you're poor. And there is a whole fucking, like, you know, system to help you. And I don't just mean unemployed. No, I had two jobs and was still poor. So don't get it twisted. I've always worked. But I had to admit that I wasn't happy. You know what I'm saying? In relationships. If you're not happy, you're not happy. What's your job? If you're not happy, you're not happy. What's your kids? What's your life? If you're not happy, you're not happy. And pretending that you're happy isn't going to help the situation, nor is it going to get you happy. It's not going to lead you to happiness. It's going to deter you so far away because you're not even admitting that you're not happy. Self-deception, guys. That's the takeaway from this whole episode. God exists within us all. Whatever God is to you. Whether you're made in his image, whether you're a physical manifestation of, whether you are in completion, however you see yourself in connection with your divinity, with your God self, remember you are just as equally your own devil, your own misery, your own demons that will rip the flesh off your skin while burning in a pit of fucking flames of things that just for imagery's sake, right? Don't torture yourself. Don't damn your soul for what will feel like eternity. This life for all we have available to us is this. Whether you believe in the afterlife, whether you believe in reincarnation, you have to agree that no matter where consciousness goes when it leaves this body, it leaves this body and this life itself is over. So in a sense, this is a, a force of eternity. It's our physical eternity as the beings we are now. Don't damn yourself 
by telling yourself lies. Don't damn yourself by pretending to be happy, to be fucking content, to be what others want to see you as, what others wish for you. Don't worry about failing and fucking messing up in other people's eyes. Sorry, I had to pause for a second. Focus on messing up, not messing up for your life, for your happiness, for what you want to see. Because I promise you, if you achieve every goal that your loved ones, your friends, your families, the people that you're trying to prove right, the ones that you want to shut up for always having something to say. If you accomplish every single thing that they aspire or doubted you to do through self-lies and deception, I promise you, you still won't be happy. Every time you look in the mirror, you're going to be heartbroken. (coughs) You're going to fuck around and end up hating the person that you see. (coughs) And this facade of a life that you built which now probably has so many other guys entwined in it possibly dependent on it looking up to it all of their all, all of their realities connected to a life you created through self-deception is going to fall and fade Really think about that, guys. After you think about how it's affecting you, then think about how your lies affect others. Not the lies you tell them. Think about that too. You should have been thought about shit like that. Like if you're a regular listener by now, you should have been checked yourself on telling people lies and running around fucking, you know, carrying on with facades. But for the internal lies, our self-deceptions, our self-battles, that's going to be an everlasting struggle, an everlasting, I guess, keep rising, a refresher course, right? That's how I guess it should be said. But I want y'all to really focus on that and really think about that. If God is you, the devil is too. And it's the lies you tell yourself that introduces you to him. The same way we had to meet our God selves, we had to find them, we had to discover them, her, it, us. It was a journey. There's a journey to finding your devil. To becoming your devil, shall I say. And that begins with self-deception. I really agree with that. And I appreciate that movie for highlighting that. And I appreciate you guys for listening. I truly hope this resonates. I hope that we all continuously exercise our devils and demons within. And always, always, always keep ourselves in balance. And on our path 
to our best versions of life, self, and existence. Love you guys for listening. Have a great week. Oh, the sun is trying to come out, guys. Merry Monday. Have a great week. Much sashay. Namaste. And later.